Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to our Life Church podcast. This is Pastor Jeff. I have the amazing Pastor Bob right alongside of me that you all hey, know yo. and love dearly. Uh, and then we also have a special uh, guest that is on the phone with us that you're going to be able to hear, Pastor Louis Locke. He is on the phone. Can you say hi to us, Pastor Louis? Hi to us. How are we doing, guys? <laughs> love and, it. And hello, Life Church. Uh, Many of you probably know Pastor Louie. Him and his wife have been with us before. Um, but if not, Pastor Louie and I have a long history, um, a great history, and one that um, uh, is is all the way back from when I grew up in Carson City, Nevada. Pastor Louie knew me as a uh, kindergartner and on. I did. And he I was, did. Uh, then became I'm sorry, my... Louie. I know, dude. The <laughs> no, stories—it's it's a wonderful story. <laughs> the stories that Louis has on me are probably deep and. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I have his phone number now. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, all there we of, go. All of the fun stories. That hey, you know what? That's part of life. So feel free to share as many. It as is. Um, yeah, and there's nothing better than having long-term relationship with people and getting to see how God's working in and through and around them. And absolutely. so I love it. Yeah, Louis. Louis's been able to see where I've been and where I am now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so hey, uh, we're gonna be talking about something that maybe you have heard about, maybe you have not heard about, and that's called the working genius. And um, Pastor Louis and I have talked a lot about the working genius. We use it here for our team, our staff team, and. A lot of our other leaders, and we—it's a—it's basically a productivity working assessment that um, helps us identify where where do we work well, where are where are our sweet spots in working life, um, and where are our frustrations. And so, it's something that's super super helpful just in general, basic scheme of life, workplace and home life actually. And so, Pastor Louis is uh, well, he's. I was going to say credentialed, but you're certified in. I'm a certified master assessor. Yes, Ooh. and so, which is super fancy. Super it is, fancy. It is. That means you know way more than we do, and so uh, much more. So, so we're going to talk about this because I think there's a lot of value in. Um, I was telling the guys before we started that any any personal assessment, personality assessment, I'm always a fan of kind of taking because I always basically present it to the Lord, going. Hey Lord, I just would you show me more of who you've made me to be? Um, the clearer I can be on my identity, who you've made me to be, who you've made who you've not made me to be, uh, the more confidence I have in my walk with Him and my walk with others, and it gives me uh, security instead of and kind of eradicates insecurity in a lot of ways. And so um, this is one of those things. I think I was a little bit like, whoa, this is way better than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be a cool little yeah. thing for our team to kind of work through and just learn a little bit more, but it has been part, it's become part of our language it's become part of our culture for our staff. Um, and it's really helped in just kind of our processes as in the workplace. So, um, that's enough from me probably, but maybe, uh, Louis, maybe you can share, uh, just a, a brief overview, um, of the working genius. Then you can go through maybe the, the widget that, that we all know. Sure. And, and then go from there. 
Sure. And so you had mentioned that it's a personality assessment, and it is to an extent. It's mostly, I'd say probably 10 to 15 percent uh, personality assessment, but it's more uh, 85 to 90 percent productivity assessment, how you attack a problem. And uh, the originator of the Working Genius Assessment is the At the Table group uh, headed by Patrick Lencioni and basically believes that there are six parts or six different types to every project. And he likes to compare it to like when you're, say, at 35,000 feet in an airplane, you're at a stage that he would refer to as the wonder stage. And as you would get one, a little bit lower down towards completing the task, you get, after you've been wondering for a while, you get invention. And then, you know, that's at about 30,000 feet. At about uh, 20, 25,000 feet or so, you've got discernment, where discernment will kick in and evaluate, okay, the questions we've, we've had, those are some good ones. What are the, the suggested inventions, things we do to address the, the questions? You know, out of the, you know, 20 things that were brought up as inventions, there might be three or four that, you know, let's do these, let's act upon these. And then from there, you'd head into the galvanizer or, you know, galvanizing. The galvanizer is the person who would rally people together and say, here's what we're going to do. Here's the direction we're going. You know, who's coming with me? And each of, each of these steps is going lower and lower towards the ground. So by the time you get to galvanizing, you're at about 10,000 10, feet. And then the next one is enablement. And enablement can sound like a bad word, but really it's just people who, who are saying, yeah, here I am, send me. What can I do to help? You know, sign me up. Mm -hmm. And so the enablement people bring it into about, you know, 5,000 feet. And then the last part, the tenacity people, those are the ones who are landing the plane. That's when long after a project is, is it's no longer fun, the, you know, People are dropping off like flies because of other commitments. The tenacity people are the ones that are finishing it. Right. And so if you look at each of those, those uh, acronyms, W-I-D-G-E-T, for the working genius, you come up with the, the word widget. And it's just identifying each of those little areas as an aspect that you're going to have uh, two uh, geniuses, two competencies, and two frustrations. And each one of those is going to be working together to either help you uh, understanding how you best work or also identifying the areas that that frustrate you to no end and that suck the life out of you yes. and like a, a, a spider desiccates a fly just <laughs> it, it takes a hundred percent out of you to do it you can do it but it's so hard yes absolutely hey that was fantastic and really well I've done in such like <laughs> such a quick amount of time so i imagine there's going to be people that are like okay oh, oh, oh slow yeah. down slow down slow down um <clears throat> so if i think through this is the way I probably describe it for those in ministry and those in church life would probably understand like, Hey, if we're going to do, um, this is like how I'd put it into practical terms for us. If we're going to decide to do a new program, like let, let's pre pretend we're going to do a vacation Bible school this summer. We've never done one before. I've been kind of thinking about it. I'm kind of wondering about it. And then I maybe bring it to our staff team and I say, hey, listen, I, I feel like maybe we should talk about this. And so we're going to talk about it. We're going to we're going to kind of all jump in on that wonder phase. It's very, very beginning stage before we even get to the invention side of things. Um, <clears throat> and so once we get from the wonder to invention, we begin to start talking about details. We're going to have some people on the table that have high discernment or, or discernment place where or a genius, a discernment genius, where they begin to talk through okay, well that can work, but that definitely won't work. And here's why. And, and it's kind of a gut thing, but it's just a, maybe an experiential gut type type experience where, um, I can just 
discernment happens to be one of my geniuses. So I can kind of go, ah, I don't know if that's going to work for, for whatever reason. And usually yeah. when I go against that, it ends up really actually biting us in the, in the butt. <laughs> um, sure. and, and so then before we even get to any action, I would say the galvanizing is, is where the action really begins to take place. The enablement rallies the people around, like the galvanizing rallies, all the people who are going to do all the tasks. And then the tenacity finishes through on all of the tasks to where we're actually there on the ground doing the VBS with a hundred kids or whatever and working it all through. So that's kind of how I, I end up describing it to at least people in ministry. And I go, man, what I love about it probably the most is where I, I get so much relief and freedom from the, th- the places of my frustrations. And so maybe you yeah. could talk about that part a little bit, like the, the difference between genius and frustration. You could use me or you could use yourself um, um, because, you know, most of the people <clears throat> are going to know, know us. So how, how would you describe the difference between the, the genius and the, and the frustration in the productivity side of things? Sure. The, uh, when it comes to a working genius, it doesn't refer to intellect so much as it refers to the ease at which you slip into uh, attacking a problem. And I think even before I get into the genius, recognize that there's two different types of geniuses. One is a disruptive genius. A disruptive oh, yeah. genius is, is catalytic on its own. It is a spark. It is able to kick things off without really uh, having to do any sort of, it doesn't need anything else to get going. And so those disruptive geniuses would be invention, galvanizing, and tenacity. And those are great. On the other side, you have the responsive geniuses, also great. Uh, Wonder, um, discernment, and enablement. Yeah, I'm just looking through my widget. And each of these requires that something be done so that the people can respond to it. And if you are surrounded by people who have a disruptive genius and you are a responsive genius, you can feel like a doorknob because you need in- input and information before you can, can kick off. And mm-hmm. if you're surrounded by people who have a disruptive genius, they don't need that. And so they're just launching in. And so you can seem slower. There's a lot of negative self-evaluation that comes from comparing yourself to another person's uh, way of going about things. They're you know comparing your genius to theirs, your uh, responsive genius to their disruptive genius, but mm-hmm. a a person's working genius really is the way that they would naturally dis, dis, I guess not even decide, but intuitively approach a project. And as such, it's going to come at a time and come in a place that by itself can be effective in certain places, but really uh, illustrates the need for the other uh, five geniuses to be present in order to function with the best of uh its its ability yeah and so when it comes to a frustration a frustration is something it's not that can't be done a frustration would be something that you know maybe would take you know if it if a person had let's just say tenacity as a working genius it might take one percent of their working bandwidth in order to accomplish and finish a task a person like my wife who has tenacity as their frustration, she can still get stuff done, but it will require 90% of her working bandwidth in order to do it. And so it is so hard to work through. It's so challenging. And each of these geniuses, uh, when it shows up in a frustration, can cause people to negatively self-evaluate and to beat themselves up because I don't do that and I can't do that. It simply is a reminder, in my opinion, 
that we're, we're wired to work together within the context of a body, like the body of Christ, or a team in order to accomplish things, and that God didn't make us to go solo to do stuff. That's, so, I was, uh, I was just going to ask so you, helpful. that's so great. I was just going to ask you, how, how would you say that this is a value or uh, an asset for, you know, believers? You know, like maybe you can, maybe there's a little bit more that you can add on to that because I think sure um, the body of Christ is such a huge deal, the community and knowing that, man, I need, I need so many other people in my life to, to help me. <laughs> yeah, we know that, but we're also in a Western context, which teaches individualism mm-hmm. and which values the, you know, the great man or great woman stepping out front and accomplishing things. And somehow they're able to get stuff done, which is largely, I'm sure that there those people exist, but it's, it's not the manner I believe that Jesus intended for his people to function in. So when you're looking at uh, like first Corinthians chapter 12, that talks about, you know, there's one body, but many members, this is one of those ways that we get to actually illustrate how do the many members show up to accomplish a particular task. And, within the church there's lots of personality assessments that show us this is who we are this is what we do you've got your you know your disc your myers-briggs you know some people do an aogram you get into all these different types of uh, assessments and they go after the personality but mm-hmm. this is one of the only ones i've seen that shows us this is how we tackle a project and it's not going to tell you what job you should do it's going to tell you how you will tackle the jobs that come to you yeah that's really helpful. so it is especially when you consider that within the body of Christ, what usually gets uh, valued are is the galvanizing because there's a lot of energy around it, and also the enablement, the people who are willing and able quickly to jump in and do stuff, and then also at the end, the the people with tenacity, the, those that are finishing, because it's a you get a visible action and a visible quote unquote product that arrives with those three things, and the first three parts of the widget, the parts of the working genius are often uh, underrepresented or they don't get as much fanfare. So much the same way where uh, a person who is uh, utilizing their gift from the platform may seem to get more, be more significant than the person who's heading up the hospitality behind the scenes. Right. Both are totally valuable, but one is louder. A thousand percent. I think we have a lot more to talk about. This is part one of our at least two part series on working genius with pastor Louis. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I have so many questions. Me too. So I have, more. <laughs> so, Hey, we're going to do a little Q and a with pastor Louis on our next podcast. So stay tuned. We love you guys. We thank you for listening in and Hey, this is, if you want to know more about the working genius, Louis, where would we go to learn more about working genius? You can go to workinggenius.com, which is a website that, that will, yes, so exactly. Imagine that. <laughs> it will. It will. And uh, you can go there and there is all sorts of information on what Working Genius is and how to begin utilizing it. Uh, I've been able to so far help people who are working in the real world. People are working within the church contact, working with team concepts. And Working Genius is very applicable across each of these these areas. And how about there's also a podcast. The Working Genius Podcast with Patrick Lencioni and his team. And that's available on any podcast platform. And just you look up Working Genius Podcast, and it's anywhere from 15 to, to 20-minute podcasts that will go into detail explaining what this is and how it works and how the geniuses and frustrations work with each other, et cetera. It's a great podcast. And yes, it can also, if you want to improve your marriage, I think this can oh. also be very helpful as well. Mm. 
Totally. That's we haven't even got to that. Part. I know there's oh, so many. There, we're gonna have like 48 parts to this. Oh my series. god! So Bob, wrap us up. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks for uh, coming, Louis, and we will do a Q and A with you uh, on next week's podcast. And uh, so I would encourage you guys go out, check out the Working Genius, uh, and you know look at, look through it, do an assessment yourself, and uh, if you have questions about it, you can send it to us. And we can dialogue about that as well in our future podcasts too. So um, we'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at info at lifechurchchico.org and we will catch you on our Q&A session next week. All right, bye. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.